I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sunny. I am your host. I'm here with my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And, of course, we want to thank all of the Twitch viewers that are live in our Twitch chat right now. That's right. If you didn't know because you're not on our Twitter and not in our Discord, we are live right now on Twitch. Not right now when you're listening, but, like, right now when we're recording because... You didn't know we were doing this because you're not in our Discord or in our uh, on our Twitter or or in our Patreon. Cough, cough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. uh, so if you're not anywhere in any of those, thank you for the follows, Ami. If you're not in any of those, be sure to check out our Discord server. Is really the number one place that I would say you need to check us out because Discord server sends out like little notifications whenever we go live or whenever new episodes go up different things like that what so yeah so it if you're not also our discord server is also where we do our remote dual locals every thursday so be sure those are free to enter they're mostly for learning so be sure to check that out but let's go ahead and do our patreon shout out so shout out to cam yang having an underage waifu is still creepy even if she isn't real agreed true zephurious aaron johnson kane martin Austin Johnson, not Aaron, I'm sorry. Kane Martin, Gate Guardian Support, HGH Cyber, Josh Rosen, Marshawn Jones, Zyphorus, Yeet Defeat, AD, Anthony Leela, Blackwing, Floodgate, Armor Master, Dank Nugs, Earth Machine, Best Deck, I Am McLincoln, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado. Petition for more sound effects, please. Pig, Rudolph, Sprite, Farter, Tier Limit, Sprite, Wake Up, Bro, We Gotta Leave for Edison. Tier Limit, Best Deck, The Hoover Dam is a Floodgate, Unbanned Number 95, Konami, Understanding and Reading are two different things. Virtually Savior's World, Wade Anderson, Zingus Khan, Aaron Gardner, Asami, Brandon Potter, Caleb is my spirit animal. I appreciate All that. of us. 
Demolition Beaver, the Floodgate Destroyer, Dragon Maiden, Less Behavior, Jerry Beans Man, Nordic Best Deck, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Ray Powell, Shockmaster Did Nothing Wrong, Slaking It Up, Stop Crying About Called By, It's Balanced. <laughs> Disagree. Wait, what? There's no way I can legally say that. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. If you want something read out on Patreon, you can get that for as little as $1 a month so and five dollars and up gets you access to our patreon only episodes that we do every tuesday wednesday wednesday Wednesday. patreon wednesday yeah yeah well we record on tuesdays and post on wednesdays that's why i get it mixed up but so if you're interested in that getting an extra episode every week like a half an episode let's be honest here but still do that and if you're interested in supporting the show at no extra cost to yourself, check out our affiliate links down below, TCG Player, as well as Dragon Shield. And if you use Dragon Shield, you can get that awesome hand shuffle feel. So be sure to check those out. And of course, be <laughs> that failed. That's what you get for just shuffling empty sleeves. They go everywhere. Hey, it was working fine. Until it didn't. Until it didn't. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And be sure to check out Millennium Threads, of course. Millennium Threads is an Etsy store where you can go to find all kinds of awesome Yu-Gi-Oh! clothing and merchandise. So, with that said, let's go ahead and get on into the podcast now that I've spent entirely too much time on this intro. And what do you say we start with... We have a little bit of quick play news, huh? Oh, yeah. You want to start? Yeah, give me one second to pull it up. Come on, Caleb. We're, we're professionals. We're professionals. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, <coughs> come on, load. Okay, you're going to have to start because it's not loading for me. Okay, so we're going to start. We got a new structure deck announced here in the TCG OCG for the OCG. Structure deck Forest of the Trap Tricks. Uh, the pre-constructed Trap Tricks deck, Structure Deck Forest of the Trap Tricks, goes on sale December 3rd. 2022 it also comes with a deck power up pack that expands the range of the deck all five different cards included can potentially be secret rares though only one per pack so it's a pre-constructed deck it looks like it's gonna be a structure deck for trap tricks which is cool i like that newer archetypes are getting the support and the reward it's not just older things i think that there's other decks that i would like to see at get structure decks but Treptrix is a cool choice. Oh, it's yeah, very. An archetype from what, 2016-ish? Oh, yeah, it was part of... No, uh, 2014. Yeah, it was part of, uh, what was it, hat format? Yes, 2014 yeah, Nationals. Hand... Oh, yeah, it was hand... Something Trap Trick. Artifact Trap Trick. Yeah, and there you go. Trick. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's... It's fine, I guess. I'm not. It's not the most excited I've ever been for a structured deck, but most. I'm, the only reason why I'm not like more gung ho for it is because we don't know any of the new cards that they'll be getting. Right. I'll be more excited once we see what the new cards are. Like if they get something that maybe protects their back row or lets them like reset or like lets them reset cards in their graveyard. That'd be great. That'd be cool. Yeah. The only issue is I don't want trap tricks to be playable because it's a dumb control strat and I hate dumb control strats. I love dumb control st- strats. You never play control. You yeah, always play that is, combo. That's correct. I hate dumb control strats. <laughs> I'm not saying that the Trap Tricks monsters aren't cool and all, and it's a cool concept. 
but we don't need an entire trap hole archetype. Um, I think we do because trap hole is always been just kind of an it's archetype. a short jump to a magic cylinder archetype that's all i'm saying we already have one we have one support card that's technically a rocket card of all things is it yeah it is technically a rocket card because the artwork for it is this is the uh revolver chamber from boot sector launch okay but instead of loading loading in rocket monsters they're loading in magic cylinders. There's even a rocket monster sitting there in one of the chambers. Like, what is this? Does it say rocket on the card? No. And it's technically not a rocket card. Technically. It's almost a rocket card, but it technically yeah. isn't. It's quite hilarious. The point is you're wrong and I'm right. And that's the most important thing here. Sure. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have a new, we have another rescue ace monster. Floodgates or not, it's still a dumb control strat. Uh, fair. <clears throat> Uh, so we have Rescue Ace Intruder, a Fire Warrior Monster, level 4, 1800 attack and defense. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they all have that, remember? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, if this card is normal or special summoned, you can add a Rescue Ace Trap from your deck to your hand. Two, uh, when your opponent activates a monster effect on the field, quick effect, tribute this card from your hand or field, target a Rescue Ace Monster in the graveyard, accept another copy of its self, self and special summon it. Am I crazy or does that feel broken? Yeah, because you can activate that from your hand. You can treat it's it's Lancia. It's literally the same activation uh, same activation require, requirements on the second effect as Lancia. No, it's not. Doesn't Lancia tribute from hand or field? Yeah, but it doesn't require your opponent to activate a monster effect. Fair enough, but this thing can tribute. Itself it's the from, same cost. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, and then you get to revive a Rescue Ace, which I don't remember what the re other Rescue Aces do off the top of my head, so it's either incredibly broken or not, or it might just be mid. Yeah, I don't remember what they do either, if I'm being completely honest. It's been a while. Yeah, so I think, I still think, though, that we should buy, I think, if I remember, though, the Rescue Aces were, like, solid but not crazy... Yeah, yeah, but this is also solid, but not like. It's not like tier Lament with the Shizu, with the Ishizu cards. Right, right. It's more like sprites when they're not running Toad. Or weaker. Weaker than that. It's but like Sword Soul without the Tenyu cards. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely gonna need a good secondary engine to really. Which I think that engine is Gizmax because oh. it makes the entire deck searchable. Oh, absolutely, because, like, they're all machines with the exact... Well, not all machines, but they're all, like... I think they are all machines. All the rescue cases are machines. Are uh, like. not all of them. I think level fours are all warriors, because this one's a warrior. I don't think all the Gizmics are machines. I'm pretty sure they are. Doesn't matter. All that matters is that all the all these monsters, Gizmics and the rescue aces, all have the exact same attack and defense, which is what they're searching for. Mm -hmm. The Gizmics, I mean. Right. So. Yeah. So the Gizmex can get you into your Rescue Ace cards, but your Rescue Aces cannot get you into your Gizmex. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do the Puri card? Uh, sure, I can do that. <laughs> no, because I accidentally exited out of the wrong thing. Okay. 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 So we next up we have Expuri Noir. Uh, so last week, so I think it was literally the last episode we talked about the Puri archetype, which kind of looked like Eevee. This would be the Umbreon of the archetype. It's dark. Yeah, it's a dark fairy Xyz, uh, rank 7 with 1100 attack, 2100 defense. 
materials to hard make this thing two level seven monsters you can also exceed the summon this card by using one rank two monster control with five or more materials transfer materials to this card blah 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 uh one this card with five or more materials is unaffected by your opponent's activated effects but not continuous effects that's good to note uh two you can detach two materials from this card then target one card your opponent controls or in the graveyard place it on the bottom of the deck this is a quick effect your opponent if this card has a level one per monster as material no, not if your opponent if this card yes uh, oh, i don't know why i thought you said if your opponent has i don't know i, I guess because i said t- uh target one card your opponent controls i have no idea anyway but yeah yes yes yeah. so if it has mater- so it has the level one per monsters material it's a quick effect <coughs> which is pretty good attach to send something to the bottom yeah it's fine it's fine. I mean, um, it's not bad, but it's yeah. not. It's not like amazing. Yeah, but I mean, it it's targeted uh, non-destruction. So yeah, take take that for what you will. All right, let's talk about some photon galaxy stuff. <laughs> These cards are good. So especially the is... new, especially the new cosplay Karibo. Yeah. All right. So this is from the new set that will be coming out after Darkwing <laughs> Blast, if I'm not mistaken called photon hypernova which is such a cool set name by the way also the the uh card art for the monster on this looks sweet yes but i'm, I'm also a sucker for get for the galaxy eyes photon line right so first card is photon emperor level eight light warrior effect monster 2800 attack 1000 defense you can only use the first effect of this card's name once per turn if this card is sent to the graveyard except from the field and you have another photon or galaxy monster on your field or in your graveyard, you can special summon this card in defense position. Two, after you normal or special summon this card, you can normal summon one light monster during your main phase this turn in addition to your normal summon set, and you can only gain this effect once per turn. Ooh. So, (laughs) the interesting thing about this card to me is that if it's detached as exceeds material, it gets its effect. Yes, to to uh, revive itself. Yes, right. Yeah, that's interesting to me. It would feel like it was worded that way very specifically to make that happen. Now, to be fair, if you you don't get that effect though, if you had to revive it in order to put it on field for the exceeds material, say that again. Um, if you had to revive it to get it on the field to begin with to to use as exceed material, like I don't know, normal summon uh, one of the photons because one of the photons like, level modulates to eight, and then like foolish burial this guy, and then activate effect to special summon him. Boom. Gotcha. Because it's once it. per turn. Right. Right. Yeah. But later, like during your opponent's turn. All right, your turn. All right, next up we have Galaxy Summoner, level four light spellcaster, uh, sixteen hundred attack, fourteen hundred defense. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, if this card is normal or special summoned, you can target a photon or galaxy monster in your graveyard, except another copy of itself. Special summon in defense position. Two, you can target one other light monster you control that has a level. Its level becomes four until the end of this turn. Sorry. Would you look at that? That's really good that's that's nifty yeah that's just like it's like a on some and get a free rank four let's go next we have gala karibo level one light fiend effect monster 
300 attack, 200 defense, and this card is always treated as a galaxy card. When an opponent's monster declares an attack, you can discard this card. Special summon one Photon Dragon from your hand or deck, then change the attack target to it, then you can attach this card from your graveyard to an Ixies monster on the field as material. Two, if a Photon and or Galaxy monster you control would be destroyed by battle or by opponent's card effect, you can banish this card from your graveyard instead. Neither of those effects are once per turn. That's really solid, actually. Yeah, it's really not that bad. Like, that's surprisingly... Yeah. Next up, we have, ooh, a new number monster. Chaos number 62, Neo Galaxy Ice Prime Photon Dragon. That's a mouthful, level 8. And a half. It's a rank 8, uh, Light Dragon Xyz. Uh, 4k attack, 3k defense. Uh, three level 8 monsters, this is materials. Uh, you can also exceed some of this card by using number 62 Galaxy Eyes Prime Photon Dragon you control. Transverse materials. So you can just make the number 62 and just slap this dude right on top. Right. Um, at the start of your battle phase, you can attach one material from this card, and then it can attack three times. It can make three attacks on monsters during this battle phase. Hmm. Pretty good. Uh, two, if this card has Galaxy Eyes Photon's material, it gains these effects. Unaffected by your opponent's monster effects, and it gains attack equal to the combined levels and ranks of all monsters attached to its material times a hundred. So if you have two level eights and the rank the, eight, the rank eight, then he becomes sixty four hundred. Bro, big old boy. That's well, no, well, no, because you because you, like, that'd be eight, and then eight, so that'd be six. Yeah, 24. Okay, yeah. I don't know why. I thought he was 5,000. No. My brain my brain when he was 5,000, so it should be bigger. I was like, no, that's not it. He's okay. Yeah, it's 4K. I know you know math. Next up. <laughs> no, no, I'm terrible at math. But no, no, my brain when he's 5,000 for some reason. Yeah. Next up, we have Galaxy Photon Dragon. So this is a rank 4 light dragon exceeds effect monster. 2,000 attack, zero defense. Materials is two level four monsters. You can only use the second and third effect of this card's name once per turn each. One, all other light monsters you control gain 500 attack. Two, you can detach one material from this card, take one photon or galaxy card from your deck, and either add it to your hand or send it to the graveyard. Three, if a light monster is summoned to your field, you can target one of them that has a level. Its level becomes four or eight until the end of this turn. That's really solid, actually. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Galaxy 100, Continuous Spell. You can only activate one card with this card's name per turn. You can only use the second effect of this card's name each once per turn. Uh, one, when this card resolves, you can send a Photon or Galaxy card from deck to, from deck to Graveyard. Interesting. Two, if Galaxy Eyes Photon Dragon is special summoned to your field, you can look at your opponent's extra deck, then apply one of these effects. Banish a monster from it, or special summon a number monster from it to your field. Wow. That, that's a good way to punish your opponent for daring to run a number monster. Or, you know, daring to run a monster. Well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, just, just, just by nature of them having an extra deck, you can banish a major part of their right. cards out of it. But then if it's one of their cards is a number, you also have the ability to just steal it and use it for your own uh, selfish needs. Right. All right, next we have uh, Numeron Creation. 
Normal spell card. This card is always treated as a Galaxy Eyes card. You can only apply the effect of this card's name once per turn. 1. If there are 3 or more light dragon monsters on the field with 3,000 or more original attack, special summon 1 dragon number exceeds monster from your extra deck and then attach this card on the field to it as material. Interesting. Hmm. Alright, and you want to hit the last one? Yep, uh, Photon Deceleration, normal trap card. Uh, t 1. Take a Photon or Galaxy Continuous Spell or Trap from your deck. Either add it to your hand or place it face up on your field. I don't know why you'd ever add it to your hand. Um, two, this set card you control is destroyed by an opponent's card effect during their turn, and you control Galaxy's Photon Dragon or an Xyz monster that has that card as material. You can make it become the end phase. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, these are actually really solid cards here. Some of them are good, yeah. Some yeah. of them are... <laughs> pretty meh but that's what you get on new card releases yeah. most of the uh, time they read like they're really good but we'll have to wait to actually see them in practice right exactly um particularly the uh uh what was it gal uh galaxy karibo galakaribo yeah galakari especially galakaribo that, that's gonna be interesting but i don't think it's gonna be used like at all entirely due to the fact that it has to your monster has to be attacked for you get its pitch effects at all right right unfortunately all right Let's take just a moment to thank our sponsor, ETB Games. So a huge thank you to ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana for sponsoring the podcast. ETB Games is your one-stop shop for all of your card game needs. They have everything for Yu-Gi-Oh! Match of the Gathering, Pokemon, Digimon, etc. Single sealed product, deck boxes, binders, play mats, you know, everything that you need for the games that you love. If you are interested in ETB Games, you can find a link to them in the description down below. Now let's get on into the main core of today's episode, which is let's talk about the top decks and let's talk about kind of where the best places are to both interrupt those decks and to hand trap them, stop them, the best way to, to interact with them, things like that. So is there anywhere in particular that you want to start? Well, I was going to start, we should probably start with what is currently probably the best arguably the best deck in the room arguably okay which in my opinion right now is sprite but for an asterisk for now and it's like just so just right um and it's entire and it's only being uh eked at and it's only eking itself out over uh tier limit because of its uh consistency and being able to do what it wants to do Right. Compared to Tier Element, which right now relies a lot on just luck and pluck to uh, to be able to mill what they need to, to, to make the boards they want to make. To a certain extent, yes, but there is also a certain amount of taking luck out of the equation when you run the optimal numbers of each of the main deck monsters. Yeah, but then, yeah, but even then, it's still, you're just milling off the top, so you gotta kinda, kinda get lucky and not mill, like, three of the same monster. Right. And, like, that's the only, you know, tier limit you milled. Right. Um, so, in my opinion, right now, the number one hand trap for, uh, specifically Sprite is actually kind of a three-way tie between, uh, Effect Failure, Imperm, and, uh, uh, I just had, I just, Gamma, Cyframe Gear Gamma. So you said Gamma, Valor, and Imperm? Imperm? Yeah. Because, okay. they all, all, because they all kind of do the same thing. 
to different effects. Right. This is assuming the sprite player is going first, of course. Right, right. And if if you, and then of course my opinion, if you only have one of those, your best place to hit there is actually the gigantic sp- uh, sprite whenever they make it. I would say the gigantic sprite is almost always the main point of interaction against sprite. You can also do things like hold certain cards like DD Crows or Imperms until you're at the beginning of your turn and start hitting things on their end board. But I think if you're doing that, then you may as well just be playing Dark Ruler depending on what your hand is or depending on what your well situation looks yeah, like. Dark Ruler, Alpha, Pankertops. Right. Generic Board Breaker. So let's take just a moment to kind of talk about why it is that that's a good place to interrupt. So Gigantic Sprite lets you search, right? Is it search or special summon one from the deck? Uh, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's special summon one from the deck. Okay. So, and it doesn't attach, it doesn't detach for cost, but rather detaches in the resolution as, yeah it detaches as part of the effect because it can detach not from itself it can detach from any of your exceeds on field okay so the whole so the whole point is that you don't you don't have to ever actually detach from the gigantic sp- splite but in doing so they couldn't make it part of the cost yeah so a typical sprite end board to me is usually something along the lines of elf mascarena and toad yeah, the elf pointing at both Masquerina and Toad, protecting them. Right, and then they'll use one Toad Negate, bring it back with Elf, have another Toad Negate, and then have a possible Link 3 or Link 4 play. To so go into, like, Appaloosa or something. Right, or even something like a Unicorn or something like that. Yeah, for, conti- for more interaction. Right. So, with all that said, what I like to do is... If I have something like even Ghost Ogre, Ghost Ogre is really critical against the sprite matchup. Yes, because if he doesn't attach, he doesn't get the effect off. Correct. Which means that if you Ghost Ogre the gigantic sprite or do something to remove it from the field, then he will not get his effect at all. Even if you actually, I think you need to book a moon and it still doesn't get its effect off. Oh, I have no idea on book of moon. I think I could be wrong. Um, I'm probably wrong on that, but I. I think it, feel, it makes sense when you yeah, say it. Because, yeah, because it has to attach from an exceeds. It's the only exceed on field, but then it's still face down, so it's no longer a valid target because it's not an exceed monster, is my thought process. Right. I'd have to, I would ask a judge if I'm actively running Book of Moon just for that card. Right. Just to make sure beforehand. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, just any way to either negate the gigantic sp- uh, sprite or remove it from the field. Right. Either way, we'll. Uh, prevent them from going into possibly just straight even going into their toad lines right probably would yeah now unfortunately if the gigantic sprite resolves that's when you start having issues because you can no longer nibiru nor can you gamma them anymore correct because you cannot special sell monsters they're not link rank or level two right and while gamma is level two driver is not correct you gotta summon driver to summon uh gamma exactly unfortunately so i would say that your biggest point of interaction is against the gigantic sprite uh now other secondary forms of interaction is like let's say you don't feel comfortable saving the dd crow and you just want to stop the toad 
whenever they swap frog mill the Ronin Toten, you can crow the Ronin. Just crow Ronin. They only run one Ronin Toten normally. You can also wait for them to activate Ronin's effect. Yeah, that's the best places. They activate Ronin Toten's effect. They pay cost of banishing a frog. Chain D to crow banishing Ronin Toten. Right, exactly. Because then they lose both the frog and the Ronin Toten. So even if they're not, so even if they're running a second uh, Ronin Toten they still won't be able to successfully make Toad because they can't get enough extra, extra right, frogs in right. the grave. So, I would say that the, the argument with Sprite is, do you run a bunch of hand traps to prevent them from making the board? Or a lot of times Sprite can play through those hand traps. So do you run something like Dark Ruler or more? And to that, I think it kind of depends on the deck. I think there's a really great and strong argument to be made for Dark Ruler or more in that it lets you clear up their board and put you in a very advantageous long-term winning position. Yeah, but you also trade off, they know for a fact they're going to survive the turn. Correct. And for some spikes, uh, some of the better sprite players, that's all they need just to reset up that same board again. Right. It's a pretty terrifying thought. Or even just go in for game. Right. So it kind of depends on where you're at. But personally, I have cut Dark Ruler in favor of more hand traps. Yes. To me, I would rather let them, you know, I, I'd rather stop them from making the board in the first place than to run Dark Ruler, let them do their whole combo, and then potentially have a way to interact with Dark Ruler, which I doubt, but yeah. still, it's um, possible. I personally just straight up prefer to have the Dark Ruler more. That's just me personally. About, like, But I'm even running Alpha. Right. Um, Siding Alpha Master Beast for the exact same thing of me just kind of going, that's a nice toad there. Special Alpha, run it over. Right. And then just, cool, main phase two, effect to bounce the elf. Right. Yeah. Um, or even, or, or like even wait for them to activate IP Mascarena and then get, and then use its effect to bounce. Yeah, that makes sense. So, do you want to talk about Tier Lament? Let's do it. So, Tierlament is the other number one major popular deck in the format. And there's actually quite a few ways to stop this deck. If you let it get going and let it get on a roll, it can really become an issue. Because as they, the longer that match goes on, the more it favors Tierlament. Because while, yes, sometimes they whiff on their mills or whatever, they're shuffling all of those monsters back into the deck so they can and drawing to out the bad cards. Or yeah, yeah, they'll end up e either milling out the cards they uh, milling out or drawing the cards they do not care about, like uh, hand traps, exactly, and floodgates, and what have you. And that ability to replenish actually turns the odds way in their favor. Again, the longer the game goes, the more issues you're gonna have. Right. So there's a couple of cards that you can play that help with this though. Which, for starters, let's just talk about DD Crow. Oh yeah. DD Crow is such a good card right now, especially, I mean, I have him in my main deck. So, to me, DD Crow is the ideal way to stop it. There are a few other cards, though. You could play Foolish Return, which is funny. fine. Yeah, it's funny. It's fine. I have teched in Silent Graveyard to completely shut off all of those effects. Yeah, because it's it's a floodgate for the turn. Um, I personally, I wish I could fit Abyss Dweller in my deck. Because then you can just Dweller them, and if they don't have the immediate response for the Dweller, they lose. Exactly. And especially in... Uh, right now I'm playing Marincess. Especially if I try to go board and they use up a bunch of hand traps to try and stop me, and I'm still left with two level fours on board to go, cool, make Dweller pass. 
Right. Too bad you used up your M-Perm, dude. Yeah. And then Dweller's a very good card. <laughs> and then standby, shotgun the Dweller. You're done. Right. It's a big Dweller. It all my stuff's water. <laughs> so... I would say that those are really the ways that you stop tier, but tier is kind of a non-linear deck that kind of moves all over the place and has all these different branching lines, but it also... If you know where to hit it, you can stop it. Just like pretty much anything else. Oh, yeah. So. Um, the trick is, is that if you see them, like, I don't remember exactly how you can do it, but you can actually DD Crow a lot of their monsters that get milled before their effects have a chance to go off so they don't get them at all. Kind of like... Um, if, I would let their effects go off. That way they can't... Um, they yeah. can't activate them again because they're hard ones for turns. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, but the issue with letting them go off though is that then it comes to, oh cool, I milled the next thing I needed. Oh cool, I just milled the next thing I needed, and then it's like, well, it's too late for me to need to crow anywhere. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But the the but they're all a lot like Benton, where like, like let's say your opponent goes Alpha Tribute Benton in hand, and you chain crow and get rid of the Benton, it doesn't get it search. Same deal here with them. Right. So, the next deck that we can talk about is kind of the Punk Adventure deck. Punk Pile, as people have been calling it. Right, so there's Zombie Punk, things like that. But I think Punk Pile is kind of the best way to describe it. Because there's just so many different variations on the deck. Right, exactly. So, I think that your number one place to interrupt is probably Hauke Fibrax. Yeah, Valor, Imperm, or Gamma there, it just ends them. Potentially. Um, yeah. Uh, now, another... also, if you ash the Foxy Tune, that is really bad for them. Yes. Um, like... or I'm not. I'm sorry. Not Foxy Tune. The Ziaman. Yeah, yeah. Like I was. Uh, I remember we uh, back at the at the uh, region we were just at. I was playing up against a Punk Pile deck. They activated Ziaman, and I ashed. They went call by the grave. I was like, cool. Summoned. Uh... No, 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 no. That's not what happened. They activated Ziaman. I gammaed. They ashed Gamma. Summoned Foxy Tune. Attempted Foxy Tune effect. Especially on another one. I went Gamma again. I remember you telling me about this when it happened. Yeah. And they said, hold on, let me read Gamma. Well, what do you know? It's not once per turn. Right. Yeah, but like at that point, he just scooped because I, I read that. I, I was able to just kind of read based off his... Uh, expression that he needed this to resolve to play right so i just so in that situation just straight up stopping him as soon just dropping my hand trap stop him was the correct play there for sure with with the punk pile decks isn't always the correct thing to do there that i just i was just on a roll and i read and i had the correct read there right if you have multiple hand traps go for it <laughs> yeah all right you want to do some mailbag questions and then we'll get out of here yep let's do it Alright, so let's start with Are you team board breaker or team fifteen hand trap? Uh I'm actually on a little bit of both. I'm straight up hand traps. I don't really yeah. love board breakers. Droplet is fine because it's incredibly versatile, but as a whole, I really don't love board breaker cards. I don't really love Dark Ruler, evenly, things like that. Because they take away your ability to win the game in the yeah. in the fa in favor of a huge tempo swing, which yeah. I get a huge tempo swing can win you a game a but lot, but not always. 
Right. Also, I can never seem to get those board breakers, so then I just end up playing that's, into a full board with no interaction. That's fair. Like, but thing is, I'm on 15 hand traps, but then I also have like five board breakers sided. Right. Because my deck can do that. Of course. So, if you could design a specific card for an archetype that's on theme, so no random link ones unless it makes sense, what archetype would you give the card to and what would the card do? Hmm. I'm that's... giving Gergia a new card. What, what card would that be? I don't know. Something that you can normal summon that special summons like four of them from the deck because that's the only way that deck will be good. Yeah, well... Like even something that lets you abuse their flip, their uh, their fake flip effects. Right. Yeah, maybe like a link one that every single time a gadget is summoned, you can flip them all. Well, it's not. It's it's only armor. I mean, isn't set isn't like spe- uh, uh, normal is like set and armor special accelerator link one. Oh look, one got summoned. Flip effect. Summon a new one. Flip. Well, armor. Well, okay. So, Gear Gigant takes two level fours. And it's more along the lines of flip acceler, flip armor, search accelerator, special accelerator, mm. make Gigant kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah, and like my my first thought was like, uh, do like something that can just constantly flip the armor over and over again, so you can get its effect again and again and again because it's not once per turn. That is true. So, which is wild. Do you have a mantra or a life philosophy that you follow? Do no harm, but take no crap. I just try to be nice to pretty much everybody I can be nice to. Uh, why are Yu-Gi-Oh players so bad at math and reading? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Favorite anime opening? <laughs> it's got to be the original Pokemon theme song, right? Not for me, actually. I want to be the very uh, best. For me? Like no one ever was. Come on, man. DMCA. You gotta be careful with that. This is my own personal rendition. They to can, catch them. They can still get you on it. They can still test. get you on it. They've got people on it. Train them is anyway, my Anyway, for me, it's actually the uh, opening title for season one of Jujutsu Kaisen. Dude, my I love the closing theme from that. From also from Jujutsu Kaisen. And uh, hold oh, on, both are I gotta, fantastic. Hold on, I have the closing theme downloaded onto my phone because no, no. it's so good. Yeah, no, no, don't, don't. I'm play not it. gonna play it. Okay. I just want everybody to know what it is. It's called. Yeah, both are amazing. Lost in Paradise by Miura Jam. Yes. So good. I also I also really enjoyed so the song Faction Faction, which is the opening theme for Digimon Ghost Game. Yeah. Okay. You you haven't seen Attack on Titan, have you? I have. Okay. Season four, part one. I have. I have. Rumbling, rumbling. Yeah, that's also really good. Oh, dude, that one's amazing. And the original Attack on Titan is also good. The um. Da 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 da. I'm gonna make sure that that is stuck in everyone's head for the rest of the day. Sorry. All right, and of um, course, One Punch Man. Yeah, if you could pick a Pokemon starter, what do you choose? What generation? Oh, ah, ah, ah! You want my truthful and honest answer? Probably Turtwig. I pro- and that's saying something because 
Sceptile is one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. I'm uh, a huge Trico fan, but I'd probably I, go Turtwig. I'm kind of leaning right now, actually, toward Fuey Coco. Oh, it's not even out yet. We don't even know what the evolution looks I like. I love his doofy face. The, oh, there are no thoughts behind. Have a... Okay, if it's just ones that are out. Uh, mm, my gut is Bulbasaur. I might also choose Eevee. Eevee is a starter. Yeah, that's right. And you can't tell me otherwise. Uh, according to Let's Go uh, Eevee, it is a starter. Yes. Did you give an answer? I did. I said I said Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur is a fine answer. You know why I want Turtwig? Why is that? Because I, one day I saw this like... I saw this fan art of somebody with their OC mm -hmm. on the back of a Torterra leaned up against a tree oh, yeah, reading a book. Yeah, yeah. Which you can do the same thing on Venusaur. Yeah, but Torterra has a built-in tree. Which is, it also has a rock. Um, it's just, I feel like there's like terrain and there's just something to, you know. So in the most recent Pokemon anime, fun story about Turtwig. Okay, I'm here for it. They did an episode where it was a Turtwig and a Chewtle. Which is a which is a turtle Pokemon from generate from a. I'm glad you said that because I have no idea what a choodle is. It sounds yeah. like you made something up. No, um, and basically they decide to have a foot race to see who's faster. Okay. So in the middle of this foot race, they get joined by like uh, a Tortuga, who's a Generation Five turtle. A bunch of other turtle Pokemon just kind of join in on, on on the on the foot race. Of course. And then a Squirtle walks up, is like, "Hey guys, what's going on? It's a foot race." Really? Okay, whatever. But none of us have feet. Okay, no, because like the only one who doesn't have feet is Tortuga, but it just kind of go just swims through the uh, water real fast. Okay. So it's losing horribly, gets in the water, completely outspeeds everyone, gets cocky, turns around, starts laughing at him, just careens into the side of the water. Oh. <laughs> um, I think yeah, I think the Chewtle, I think it ended up being a tie between the actual Tortuga and Chewtle, and they went home. Dude, Turtwig is awesome. Mainly because Torterra is awesome. All the Turtle Bowl maps were owned by the same dude who's walking around with one, two, three, four, six Blastoises. Turtles are cool. The Blastoises would walk around on each other's shoulders. That's weird, but Turtles are cool. So it was like three Blastoises on bottom, two on top. And then so walk. they were like cheerleaders? Yeah, with the dude just sitting on top, just, I am the Turtle Master. Turtles are cool, I say again. He also had a big, big... I think it was just straight up Master Roshi. That's definitely possible. Alright, so... <laughs> today will be the shortest episode we've ever done for the mainline podcast. But, I'm gonna be honest. We didn't have a ton to talk about. And also, again, being honest, I'm really tired. It is it is almost midnight, and I gotta go home and edit this, which is gonna take several hours. Yeah, yeah. And I gotta get up early. And we've been we 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 were streaming for like two hours before we started this. Yeah. Because you know we stream now, so Woo! if you're interested in that, check us out. So we awesome. Caleb, you should put a link to my Twitch in the description. Remind remember to send me a link for me to put into the description. Gotcha. Okay, so. Thank you, everybody, for listening to today's super short episode of the podcast. I know that this isn't the most exciting thing in the world, and it's not the best and longest episode we've ever, we've ever done, 
but hopefully we'll get more cool stuff coming in the future there's a couple of guests that i'm hoping come on soon so be sure to check us out in the future if you like the content if you like the shorter episodes let us know we can maybe do some more shorter episodes but if you're on youtube be sure to like and subscribe if you're not already and if you like the content that you saw here or heard here if you're on spotify or apple itunes be sure to go ahead and just leave a uh, leave a review leave a like anything like that they help us out tremendously and of course if you're not already join our discord server and follow us on twitter at top cut podcast so thank you everybody for tuning in today and we will catch you on friday take care everybody imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.